Hello and welcome to the Toasted Tale live episode for the 21st of January 2022. Today, like all live sessions, I want to go over some positive news stories that we can all have put a bit of smile on our face. I don't know about you, but I always do find that uh, looking at the news nowadays, there's always a negative story that is trying to grab your attention. And so why not find some interesting fun things to learn about in the morning? After that, we're also going to try and wake up all of our brains by looking at some random subjects on the internet. If you are or have listened to the Toasted Tale podcast, the more structured version of the of the show, then we take random subjects every week. We do a bit of research and we try to find interesting stories within. So what we'll do is we will go and find some interesting random quotes and have a think about those. Everyone likes a good quote. We'll then do some random thoughts, look on some random websites on the internet, and then also do a on this day, where we'll take today as the seed, and we'll look back into the past and find some interesting events in history that took place. Now, for anyone listening to today, then the best way to uh, get updates of when we are going live in future is to follow or subscribe to the Toasted Tale podcast on whichever podcasting platform you like to use, and then you can get updates when and where we go live. But let's uh, start off today with a bit of positive news, as I mentioned earlier. We've got few, we've got three news stories today, which we got from the Good News Network. And I really liked uh, looking at these this morning. I thought it would be fun to share. So the first story we have is about dogs, the four-legged friends that we all have. Um, and the title of the news story is thus, Dogs Can Differentiate Between Languages, Studies Find. Okay, so it goes a bit like this. Uh, dogs' brains can detect speech and show different activity patterns to familiar and unfamiliar languages, according to a new brain imaging study. This is the first demonstration that a non-human brain can differentiate between two languages. The, uh, running, the runner of this study said, quote, Some years ago, I moved from Mexico to Hungary to join the Neurophological of Communication Lab at the Department of Ethology. This was in uh, Ethos Loran University, and this was for their postdoctoral research. My dog, called Kun Kun, came with me. Before, before I had only talked to him in Spanish, coming from Mexico, so I wondered whether Kun Kun noticed that the people in Budapest spoke a different language, being Hungarian. And the uh, runner of the study, uh, Laura Quire, um, who was the author of the study, continues saying, yeah, we know that people, even proverbial human infants, notice the difference between languages. But maybe dogs do not bother. After all, we never draw our dog's attention to how a specific language sounds. And we designed the brain imaging study to find an answer to this. She says Kun Kun and 17 other dogs were trained to lay motionless in a brain scanner where they played speech excerpts 
from The Little Prince in Spanish and Hungarian. All dogs had heard only one of the two languages from their owners, so this way we could compare a highly familiar language to a completely unfamiliar one. They also, as almost like a test, uh, you know, neutral ground one, they also played dogs scrambled versions of these excerpts, which sounded completely unnatural, to test whether they could detect the difference between speech and non-speech at all. Now, when comparing the brain responses to the speech and non-speech, researchers found distinct activity patterns in the dog's primary auditory cortex. This distinction was there independently from whether the stimuli originated from the familiar or unfamiliar language. There was, however, no evidence that the dog's brain would have a neural preference to speech over non-speech. So that kind of shows that they do understand there's like a spark in their brain when they uh, hear a language they are used to, almost as if they understand the different kind of rhythms and uh, cadence of the language they have been brought up around. New story two we've got here. And this is uh, the title for this one is New Methods for Treating Alzheimer's Disease Developed by Researchers which is uh, always, uh, I don't know about um, anyone who's listening, but Alzheimer's does affect a lot of people. And it's a really uh, rotten, rotten illness for people. So anything on this uh, is always exciting. Uh, the excerpt from the, um, from the study goes a bit like this. Researchers in Oslo have developed an artificial intelligence method to help them identify potential new medicines for Alzheimer's. The new medicine seems to be more precise. No side effects were documented during the tests when they did the similar test on worms and mice. Now, a bit of a side point, I didn't really know you could test Alzheimer's in worms. I don't know why you'd have worms who were just kind of being a bit forgetful, but there we are, you know. Going back to the, to the article, one of the causes of Alzheimer's disease is the degeneration and loss of nerve cells in the brain as we age. A cell is like a finely tuned piece of machinery and needs energy to perform its tasks. The energy comes from en oh, no, the energy comes from the energy factories within the cell called mitochondria. In young healthy cells, old and damaged mitochondria are removed from the cell and in a process called mitofree, the research group found when we get older, we have more broken mitochondria and the cells will not be able to remove all this gunk as easily. Uh, an accumulation of this broken mitochondria clogs the cells and you know, reduces its ability uh, to process and eventually will die. The cells need the energy generated by the mitochondria to clear this garbage, obviously, uh, just like a machine will stop working if it's not maintained. And this is explained by uh, the associate professor who was running this study, Evandro Fang, who's leader of the research group. A new potential method for treating this disease is described by Fang's group in a new study. And he says, quote, we may be able to reduce or stop the process of the disease with the patients. We can do this by increasing the cell's ability to self-clean, end quote. I like that. It's almost a very 
obviously a very complex procedure, I'm sure, but it's looking at the very basics of the disease and helping the body itself to clean itself from all the gunk that accumulates from just living. And I do like that more progress is being made in this area as this can affect a lot of people of many ages, but it really gets you when you're old and we're all heading in that direction scarily enough. So the third and final positive news story that we've got today goes a bit like this. The title is Outdoor Cats Are Using $500 Starlink Satellite Dishes As Self-Heating Beds. You know what? The positive stories are pet heavy today, which, you know, I am a fan of. So it goes a bit like this. It says a man using a $500 Starlink satellite to connect to the internet was surprised to find five cats curled up inside it on a snowy day. Attracted to the dish for its self-heating feature that melts off the snow to prevent interference with the connection, the cats would pile in all day until night when they would return to their heated cat houses. Aaron Taylor, who was the person who was um, who witnessed this, um, suspects that the wide metal bowl of the satellite dish absorbs and reflects heat from the sun, while the self-heating feature warms from below, creating a kind of sleeping bag effect, which the kitties found irresistible. He confirmed in a tweet, you know, a picture uh, of these five cats um, sitting in this bowl. And he says that, you know, it was slowing everything down. And uh, in a response to this picture and tweet, another Starlink user reported a similar occurrence with a raptor, which was uh, photographed enjoying the heat on its talons. And... With the aim of giving internet access to all corners of the world, the Starlink service is part of Elon Musk's uh, uh, SpaceX company. Uh, It currently has 1,600 satellites flying around space, uh, with the US permission to to launch far more. So even, you know, people in very rural areas, far from the grid and far from the uh, maybe where big companies will be uh, able to access, uh, you know, more traditional providers, Elon Musk company are hoping to provide internet to those people as well. But with all of Musk's intellect and resources, it seems that he has overlooked his technology's use for felines. So there we are. There's three uh, positive news stories. We had four yesterday, and these are the stories from yesterday. So these are from the 20th, and when we do a show tomorrow, we will then have stories that are posted today. So let's move on to the next segment of uh, this Toasted Tale Live episode. That was a bit of positivity for you to try and counteract the maybe negative and a bit uh, disappointing, uh, dissuading um news item you can get on the TV or just on the internet. And now we're going to move on to trying to wake our brains up. You know, um, for me, it feels like if you're in the morning, then my brain is still kind of, you know, clogging along, trying to get, trying to get some momentum. So if you've listened to other 
episodes of the Toasted Tale podcast, I do tend to try and take random subjects and find some kind of story from them. And this is what we're going to do next. We're going to take some random things on the internet and we're going we're gonna to do the best, try and get something interesting. So firstly, we're going to get some random quotes and we're going to have a little chat about them, see what we think. So I am on the random quotation page. Let's uh, do a spin there. Okay, let's have a read. So this quote is from Stephen Leacock, and it goes like this. Newspaper men learn to call a murderer an alleged murderer, and the King of England the alleged King of England to avoid libel suits. Hmm. So I guess that is just about, you know, our natural... Uh, defensive mechanisms, uh, try not to offend anyone. And, uh, you know, I guess that it is more common than not, especially um, when you are in a business or trying to say something about someone else, that we don't want to offend anyone. We do live in a time where everyone is hypersensitive and a lot of people could be looking for an easy uh, paycheck if they are called something that they believe is not uh, befitting of themselves. Uh, so I guess that, you know, I'd love to know, and maybe a future episode could come into place about this, but I would love to know whether, you know, at what point um, libel laws came into came into being and whether there was some kind of big grand case of a of a newspaper journalist or an organization bad mouthing someone else maybe someone who had a bit too much money and that person decided to sue them and try and uh, look them for all the money they were worth i don't know but there must be a reason why um people uh, are so careful um and have been so careful for quite a while about what they say to others. So the next quote we've got here is by a man named Eric Hoffer, and it goes a bit like this. Rudeness is the weak man's imitation of strength. Ooh, okay. I like that. I think we've all been in situations where there is, we have been either rude to someone, or we have felt as if someone has been rude to us. And I like the idea that it is, it's a fake version of strength. It is used by those individuals who maybe don't have the stuff to back it up. And it's a good remedy in medicine for anyone who goes through their life and is affected by rude and inconsiderate people. It's maybe something that we can use as a shield against the world when it really doesn't care or appears to be ambivalent to our circumstances. Because there will be people out there who will be rude to each and every one of us. But it's how we choose to react which really determines how we become as human beings. And I really like that uh, you're putting a spotlight, Eric Hoffer, on the rudeness that the world can throw at us. So we'll do one more, and this is by a man named David Cronenberg, and it goes a bit like this, quote, The idea of a mass audience was really an invention 
of the Industrial Revolution. Now, that's great. I think that's a really cool idea. The Industrial Revolution, of course, was a time and place, well, a time in our history where many countries were, um, pretty much took the, the existing social structures and also the economic structures and were just throwing them up in the air and rebuilding um, entirely new ways of humans to interact with each other. And this had, you know, massive benefits in, you know, economies and in in social circles of people. It meant a lot of people from, from the countryside were moving in droves to the cities. And it kick-started a great deal of of what we now know as modern ideas of what it what it means to be human and what it means to to work and to have family and community there were obviously a lot of back push to to these changes as there often is with revolution but it really cemented and of course this existed in a different sense before but really created this uh, monetization of, of human life, you know, um, these massive factories needed people to pull levers and put things along, you know, the, uh, the work line. And there were lots of people who wanted to make money and make money off the people to buy their products. And so the bringing together of all these people into cities and, and pushing you know, the human race forward in this in this way, it really changed what it meant to to sell to people and to appeal to a mass audience. And I love the idea that before the Industrial Revolution, there wasn't really that idea. Um, sure, in the big cities, you may have, you know, you'd have kind of uh, theatre and, and, and people reading stories and singing and that kind of stuff. But that was really only for those who could really afford it and for the elites of of society. And of course, when you've got this influx of people, all who are earning a bit more money than they usually would through the Industrial Revolution and their new parts of society, there was a lot more money in circulation to be extracted through um, selling to mass audiences. I think in the future, I will have to do an episode on the Industrial Revolution, that being the Toasted Tell podcast, just because it is such a defining time in many countries' um, history. And of course, there are countries still going through their own version of this, um, even though the initial countries in Western Europe and, and, and the like did it a few hundred years ago now. Okay, so we had three, I think, really interesting quotes there. And we will move on to random thought generator, which we've done before a few times. And it is, uh, sometimes you get really, really silly thoughts. Sometimes you get really great ones, but they do feel a bit random and strange sometimes in, in the sense of, uh, you just kind of feel like there's a, there's a, there's a group of monkeys in a, um, in a factory somewhere, just typing out words and just throwing them together. But let's see what we do. Let's, let's spin the wheel on this and see what comes out. Okay, so first random thought. That funny moment when you're playing video games, then stop, realizing how freakishly tense you are. So I think that 
is definitely a real thing. Um, but I think it can be uh, moved and expanded just beyond video games to television shows, to kind of tense films, even books. You know, you may be so wrapped up in a situation, even just situations you are living in at the time. You know, you may be going through something at work where you're in, a, in an office, you know, in a business meeting and there are people around you who are getting in each other's faces and you are just like sitting there. It's only when you kind of stand up to move around that you realize how much tension you had in your shoulders. My goodness. But yeah, absolutely. Video games are quite unique in the sense of you are, you know, you are controlling the main character. And through that osmosis of, of feelings and thoughts, you can kind of put yourself in that person's shoes. And that could really stress you out. You know, you may be having a good time. But your brain is, in a sense, depending on the game, of course, uh, in fight or flight mode. We have someone in the chat who's mentioning that they play Rocket League. And I absolutely know what you mean when you're desperately trying to get a goal in Rocket League or something or a game similar to that. The stress really, really mounts. And uh, uh, that's just so much fun, especially when you don't win, which happens to me rather a lot. Let's find another random thought and see what comes Next. Okay, random thought number two. Advertisements should be put on toilet paper. Imagine the revenue. <sighs> I don't know about you, but while I'm going to the loo, I don't really want to be looking at ads for, um, you know, streaming services or, hey, you know, upskill yourself by this way, you know. But, hey, I don't know why people haven't done that yet. I don't know why um, uh, Andrex... Um, I can't, can't think of any other toilet, toilet roll um, manufacturers, but I don't know why they haven't put um, put advertisement on their on their loo paper. I maybe maybe companies don't really want to be putting their their brands on things you're going to be wiping your bottom with. Who knows? You know that may not be a good a good image. You know, I'm pretty sure people who don't like certain companies will use that to some kind of advantage to uh, make a point about their opinion, but. Yeah. But then I guess, where do you stop? I mean, there are there are places you could put advertising e everywhere. And I think that um, there is so much, so much anywhere. Yeah, someone on the on the chat is saying that you could advertise little Labradors. I mean, I guess I guess maybe there's an idea um, where you could advertise just ideas, positivity or cute little animals or something like that. But I, I can understand why um, companies, random companies, aren't wanting to put their, their brands on specific uh, pieces of loo, loo paper, you know? Right, let's go into another random thought and then we will move on and see what the internet has to share there. Final random thought then. Saying you will never say never not only makes you sound redundant, but also makes you a hypocrite and a liar. Hmm. Okay. I guess just never say that you'll never say never, guys, because, yeah, it's kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? But people say they'll never do many things. And unless it's something you biologically or literally physically can't do, uh, you know, it's out of your bounds to do, there is a chance, you know, there's a lot of life to live for most of us. And saying you'll never do something, 
or you just you can't do something in like in 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 stone is a self-limiting factor you know and isn't isn't very good for your for your psyche have have as many options open to you for as long as you can and search for those opportunities because one day you won't be able to do things you know our bodies will break down and um even more than they uh, perceivably are now i was speaking to a friend the other day and we were kind of talking about you know as the years go on how it feels to um lose your ability to do certain things with your body and it makes it really crystal line clear the the need to take advantage of what we can do now and that's um and that's what is is really important uh, never say you'll never do something but also just never say never right so there were three random thoughts and yeah i liked those they were a bit they were a bit off the wall but i think they were good they were good to kind of warm up the brain try and get you thinking now <clears throat> a real kind of random part of the show here is where we go on to theuselessweb.com and we try to find a random random website and then i try and describe it and see if it's any good yesterday we got a really good one where it was about books very very weird books um you know i think that we had one where it was like you know teaching your kitten about gun safety that was fun for yesterday and and that episode is live well not live but it is the episode is available to listen to in its full on the Toasted Tail podcast channel. But let's see what the useless web has for us today. Okay. <clears throat> so we've got here, we've clicked on it, and we are on longdogechallenge.com. Let's put this in the chat so people can have a look as well. And so it goes, your doge is wow long. You have collected five wows. And then I guess you just keep, you just scroll and you wow. And yet you just keep scrolling and you get lots of wows. And I think that's about it. And you just scroll down and I've now got 33 wows. I don't think there's much more to this than just scrolling down. It's like a clicker, one of those clicker sites that you can do. Well, you kind of click and you kind of like, you know, one of the famous ones is cookie clicker, which I, I can't recommend you go onto it because your life will just kind of suck away. It will just kind of, you know, you'll realize, oh, where's my day gone? Uh, it's fun, but it really is one of those events that, well, no, it's not an event, one of those websites that just sucks away your time. You know, it, it taps into your brain, and it gets it gets like the dopamine out kind of by force, really. It's just not good. Um, but yeah, hey, longdogechallenge.com. Now, I guess there's probably people out here who have, not out here, but who have just got millions of wows and you'll only kind of understand what a wow is if you uh click on the link that i've put in the chat and you can print off your um your doge which i assume is just now a massively long dog oh yeah okay if i was to print this off i'd get a 21 page dog i don't think i'm gonna print that off that'd be that's a bit too much but hey hey that's a bit of a random random website that you can click on and go on it just, you know, someone had to code that. Someone had, someone put time into that, and I applaud them because honestly, um, 
<laughs> Honestly, you know, I think the world needs a bit of kind of weirdness like that. I'll take it. So, on to our final piece of today's uh, Toasted Tail Live episode. Yesterday, what I'm, going to, what I'm trying to do more often now is when I finish uh, making the more traditional Toasted Tail episode, um, to try and find the next subject that we'll use. We do it randomly every time. Sometimes we spin a randomizer. Sometimes I've been mentioned a subject that, you know, like a seed has gone into my brain and it's kind of maturing and I'm finding myself just really interested in looking into it further. But also, when I first started the show, my initial hope was that it would be very much like uh, what you know, it would be in line with something I, I'm really passionate about, which is kind of history. And so looking back and using today as a seed and finding out interesting events that have happened in the past on this day is something I'm really interested in doing. We did that yesterday and we went through a whole lot of subjects and I do have the subject in mind that I'll be doing research on t- this afternoon and you know, recording the next podcast that will come out in a few weeks' time. But as a segment, I really enjoy looking through this. And I think as a as a whistle-stop tour, let's have a look at in, important events that happened uh, on this day, on, the Jan- on January the 21st, but in our history. So the featured event that is at the top of this page we have here was the first commercial Concorde flight. And it was generated. It generated a sonic boom as it travelled through the atmosphere at super supersonic speed. The Concorde, a commercial aircraft built with funding from the British and French governments, began regular service on this day in 1976. Moving on, and this will this will be more like a timeline. That was kind of the uh, initial event. But moving more on to a timeline. More events on this day. On in 2017, demonstrations known collectively as the Women's March were held throughout the world to support gender equality, civil rights, and other issues that were expected to challenge or to face challenges under new inaugurated US President Donald Trump. It is widely believed to be the largest single day demonstration in US history. Going back further in 2010. In Citizens United versus Federal Election Commission, the US Supreme Court ruled five to four that laws preventing corporations and unions from using general treasury funds for independent electioneering communications violated the First Amendment's guarantee of freedom of speech. In 1997, American politician Newt Gingrich became the first speaker in the history of the US House of Representatives to be given a formal reprimand for ethics violations after the House voted 395 to 28 in favour of the measure. Now, once again, if I was looking for a future episode type, then we would be looking at these with the idea of like, you know, how could we do a interesting Toasted Tail podcast? But we are just having a bit of fun trying to get our brains in gear and kind of explore what happened in the world a long, long time ago, but on this day. It's the one thing that connects us all, isn't it? It's the the days we live 
it's the time we exist on this planet with everyone else. And as people who have been, who have lived um, this day many more times than I have, and there have been plenty of events as we are discovering like this. The next one. In 1996, there was a cleanup of 1.8 million gallons, which is 6.8 million litres of oil, which began near the Block Island National Wildlife Refuge on Rhode Island. Two days after, the barge North Cape ran aground and created a 12-mile oil slick. I can only imagine the the image of a 12-mile oil slick. Just imagine like being plopped right in the middle of that and looking around, just seeing oil, just wherever you see. In 1941, so we're we're hitting we're hitting into the into the past now, you know. Uh, Spanish-born singer, and I'm going to just brutalize this name, I'm sure. Placido Domingo, an operatic tenor whose voice, physical stature, and dramatic ability made him one of the most popular tenors of the late 20th and early 21st centuries. He was born on that day in Madrid. 1924, this time. Vladimir Lenin, who led the Russian Revolution a few years before this, and later served as the first head of state between the years 1917 and 1924 of the Soviet state, died on this day. 1905, near the end, almost, a, well, just over 100 years ago now, fashion designer Christian Dior, whose label began an enduring worldwide success, was born in Granville, France. We're in the 19th century now. Well, in 1885, lead, well, Lead Belly, an African-American folk blues singer, songwriter, and guitarist whose ability to perform a vast repertoire of songs in conjunction with his notoriously violent life made him a legend. It is believed that he was born on this day. In 1793, we are going so far back into past now, King Louis, the last king of Bourbon, France, was executed by guillotine in Paris during the French Revolution. And even further back in 1506, the Swiss guards first arrived at the Vatican as watchmen for the Pope. Wow, okay. So quite a lot happened on this day all those years ago. I wonder what's going to happen on this day in 2022 that may be remembered for years to come. That is today's you know, Toasted Tale live episode for you. I hope you enjoyed the positive news, uh, the random kind of brain awakening of that the internet was able to provide, and also learning a bit more about our past on this day. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, then we have a large, you know, almost over 50 now episodes of the Toasted Tale podcast on the normal show. They're a bit more structured than this type of episode and a bit more kind of polished. Uh, both have their benefits, I feel. More polished on that side. You get a bit more kind of raw me, <laughs> a bit more, a bit more kind of uh, real Jim on the live show. And so, yeah, 
Subscribe and follow to the Toasted Tell podcast on whichever podcasting platforms you prefer. Uh, liking and sharing the show is also very helpful. Um, but also, the most important thing is just to have a good day for yourself. Enjoy the day and make it as good as you can for yourself and those around you. I look forward to speaking to you all again soon for another toasted tale by the fireside. Thank you.